0: How do you respond when stuff just goes crazy in your life? What do you do when something that was unexpected hits you and knocks the wind out of you? Where do you go? How do you process the fact that you're under attack? Many of us, we have different ways of how we respond to all the things that go wrong in our lives. Some of us go into a place of anxiety or depression and others of us, uh, we just, we struggle. We're not the same. People can look at us and they can tell that something is not right. You know, I remember years ago, um, I would hear people say, winter is coming. And I had no idea what that meant until I realized that that was a, a phrase that was used in the Game of Thrones series. And I'm not attempting to be an alarmist right now. I'm not trying to say that uh, the apocalypse is happening today. But what I am saying is that each and every one of us, every last one of us at some point in time, we are going to have to deal with some difficult times. And so when those difficult times come, it's important to recognize that there is an enemy out there who seeks whom he can devour. Well, today we're going to talk about how to deal with the fact that at some point in time, we're going to be attacked. He will set his sights on us and we're going to go through it. And so today we're going to take a look at Psalm nine, the 10th verse, and we're going to talk about this means war coming up next on the trifle ones. All right, Stripes and one's family, we're going to read Psalm 9, verse 10. Psalm 9, verse 10. I'm going to read it in the New Living Translation. It says, Those who know your name trust in you, for you, O Lord, Do not abandon those who search for you. I'm going to read it one one more time. It says, those who know your name, trust in you. For you, O Lord, do not abandon those who search for you. This ninth Psalm was written by David. And when you take a look at Uh, this psalm, you find that David talks a lot about how God handles our enemies. Not only does it talk about how God handles our enemies uh, or the enemies of his people, but then around verse 10, David begins to talk about how God deals with those who are oppressed. And so those who are going through it, those who have have enemies that they're dealing with, those who've had war waged against them. David says, those who know your name, trust in you. And they know that you do not abandon those who search for you. So there are two points that we're going to take a look at really quickly today. And the first of those is he has earned our confidence. He has earned our confidence confidence it says those who know your name trust in you. Now when it says those who know your name, the word that's used here means to properly ascertain by seeing. Understand what I'm saying here. It says those who know your name, hmm, they're talking about those who trust Because they've seen some stuff. See, the trust or the confidence that we're talking about is based on what we have seen. See, if you haven't seen him at work, then you don't know him. You might know of him, but you don't know him. You might have heard that he exists, but you don't know him. Because, see, if you you know him, if you've seen him work, if you've seen him move, well, then you got to trust him. You got to have confidence in him. He has already earned our confidence because we know him. We've seen how he moves. And and when we were uncertain before and our stomach got queasy, he worked it out. When we were caught off guard by an attack before and we couldn't sleep, he stepped in. When we could not see how this was going to turn out. Because all of our options were off the table Then an option materialized When we could only see the long shot working out Yet it came through Kind of like how he did for those Heat fans When they went up against my Celtics (laughs) If nobody knows his name and trusts him It's them doggone Heat fans But in all seriousness Do you know him? Like FR, FR, like the young people say for real, for real, know him. If so, then you know that he's earned our confidence. Goliath was real reckless with his mouth and the Philistines attacked and challenged God's people. But David got those stones and knew what God had done with them as it relates to the lion and with the bear. And so he said, this means war. Countless men and women in the Old Testament and the New Testament and countless men and women in Chicago or New York, Los Angeles and Louisiana and Georgia and Detroit and Boston and Phoenix and Tulsa and the Carolinas and Ghana and Paris and all points in between have had encounters with God that show he ain't nobody to be messed up with. Do you? Know him. See, because you can properly ascertain by seeing what he's already done. If not, it's time to build that relationship. Or maybe you forgot because you've gotten distracted by the world's shiny things. You're caught up streaming and binging and posting and liking and sharing and tocking and recording and everything else. But knowing him. Stop tripping. If you do this, if you come to know him, or you come back to him, then you realize he has earned our confidence. But then our second point is, he has eased our concerns. He has eased our concerns. Verse 10 again says, Those who know your name trust in you. For you, O Lord, do not abandon those who search for you. You, O Lord, do not abandon those who search for you. O Lord, the word here being Jehovah, the unchanging, eternal, Self-existent God, the I am that I am, the covenant-keeping God, meaning the promise-keeping God, we got to put everything back in perspective. Yeah, some things have messed up our perspective, our eyesight. Listen, I am not minimizing what you're going through, what we're going through. Yeah, it's serious. And yes, it has serious implications. And and yes, it certainly hurts. And yes, a lot is riding on this. But it says we have not been abandoned. We've not been forsaken. The enemy may be approaching. The wagons may be circling. Storm clouds could be forming on the horizon. Things may be falling apart. Heartbreak may be overwhelming. Betrayal may be clear. Your spouse may be unsupportive. Your child could be on the wrong track. The job may have laid you off. The eviction letter may be on the door. The foreclosure may be in the courts. The divorce may be on the table. The diagnosis may be unwanted. War has been waged. It is coming, and yet, the unchanging, self-existent, the I am that I am, the covenant-keeping, promise-keeping God. O oh, Lord, do not abandon those who search for you. I am. We are searching for you now, O oh Lord. And it is at this moment When we remember this, that he has eased our concerns. War has been waged. Trust me, if you don't know that, it's simply because the army hasn't come over the horizon yet. But it's coming. Winter is coming. And what do you do? Does fear paralyze you? Does hopelessness get the best of you? Or do you turn to him recognizing that you know someone and he has earned our confidence and that he has eased our concerns? This means war and we will respond accordingly. Heavenly Father, we come before you today recognizing that stuff is not the way we want it to be. We recognize that. There are things that are going on that show us that we are under attack. But we're going to approach this so much differently this time, Lord. We are going to have confidence in you. Lord, right now, we declare that no matter what comes our way, no matter how bad it looks, no matter how much it hurts, whether we can see the end or not, that we will allow our remembrance of who you are to show that you've already earned our confidence, our greatest fears and our greatest challenges, our issues, whatever they may be, Heavenly Father, we place them on the altar because we know you and we know what you're capable of. And so right now, Heavenly Father, We know you've earned our confidence. Lord, allow us to remember that you don't abandon those who search for you. We're searching for you. We need you. Maybe like we've never needed you before. And so we ask in the midst of what we're dealing with. That we would have that peace that passeth all understanding. Why? Because you've eased our concerns. We look forward to the day when we've made it completely through this and we can tell that testimony. But Lord, don't allow us to wait till then. Allow us to rejoice and praise you in the midst of the storms and in the midst of the battle and in the midst of the attacks We say thank you. We say thank you because we know there's purpose and reason. Finally, Lord, as always, we know that sometimes we doubt you. Sometimes we allow the attacks to bring about fear. We are sorry because we know that you are the unchanging, self-existent, the I am that I am, the covenant-keeping, the promise-keeping God, Jehovah. All of these things we ask in your Son and our Savior, Jesus Christ's name we pray, and all of the trifling one said, Amen.